Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City free. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the one, the only, Saving Sex in the City 3. I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Halls, and with me today is writer and comedian Andy King. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully today. Sitting in my dark bedroom that is a little overheated because it's a pre-war building, but that's okay. Nobody needs to see me sweating. I, too, sweat profusely, and even more so when I podcast, when I get hyped up and excited. My building is also very old, and so you either heat blast or you freeze. And those yeah, are the two so options. I took about 40 milligrams of CBD before I did this because <laughs> I was like, let's just chill. Are you good? Are you nervous? Were you nervous? Did you have nerves well, going I just, on? I just didn't want to come in too hot because that's kind of like my base level. So I was like, yeah, let me just <laughs> like chill out a little bit. Like, uh, and yeah, no, I just need to chill. I mean, I'm at a constant state of anxiety that fluctuates between like five and 10. So, so the CBD is working out really well for you. Uh, well, TBD, uh, I took it like, I'd say two minutes before we started this. So it probably won't like, you know, hit. Yeah, it hasn't kicked in. <laughs> and then <laughs> midway through yeah, the episode. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited to have you on the pod. We have been going back and forth in DMs for a long time about like we when have. we're going to record together. and. You know, this podcast was a passion project of mine that literally I was did for the lols for so long. And now in the year of our Lord 2021, I'm really making a concerted effort to make it a real thing and maybe make a dollar or two off of it. So this is this is great, especially (laughs) because arguably it is a real thing now. Yeah. I've been holding a candle for this fucking reboot for <laughs> literally since before even Sex in the City 3 originally was supposed to be shot. Like I was on board. I was like, let's fucking do this. And I remember the day that the New York Post article came out where it was like the relationships torched. Sex in the City 3 isn't happening. Kim Cattrall's pissed. And like she exchanged <laughs> words with SJP on Insta. And my whole world crumbled and I knew there was only one thing to do, which was talk about it on a podcast. So I never 
I never gave up hope. You know, it really has been the Terry Schiavo of the entertainment (laughs) industry. Like, it's right there. Everybody's very worried about it. People are going back and forth. So I'm glad it's finally happening. Yeah, me too. Do you are you having high hopes for the reboot and just like that? Or where do you stand? I mean, I, for one, I feel like I just have to take a side note and say, I just lost Gen Z with that Terry Schiavo reference. <laughs> uh, I don't um, know if we ever had Gen Z. I do not think that they care about sex in the city. I mean, like, go what's out on a that? Line. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Like, is that the woman from The Divorce on HBO? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been really excited about it. I mean, after... After that last film, which I, I gotta say, I, I rewatched both the films recently, uh, not only to get in preparation for this, but also just because I wanted to refresh my memory about like all the horrible things that the writers did in those movies. And I think really there's only <laughs> there's only space to go up. Yeah. <laughs> that second movie. <laughs> It really became completely untethered from reality and in a way that I appreciate. Like, I'm I'm all for it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where we go from. I don't I'm afraid that it's going to be like we go from completely over the top to like very, very real. And like, I don't know how real I want these girls to get. Especially because they're like, and just, I mean, one, I love the narrative that's going on right now. And everyone's just like, nobody asked for this. And I'm like, actually, a couple people asked for this. And one actually, person literally uh, there's... <laughs> made a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, like, I have been begging for it. You're right. Not asking. I've been pleading. But the media has been like, hey, just so you guys know, there will be a COVID storyline. It's just like, <laughs> wait, what? What? Wh- why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, no one asked for COVID. Yeah, well, I, I don't want like re. I just don't want reality. I like. I always thought the show was like an escapist fantasy from the jump. So then to have like a pandemic in my Sex in the City universe, I'm like, I don't know about that, but I will watch. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the actual character, but. I mean, in terms of what I'm looking for for this new series, I want it to have all the energy of smoking out a window and then falling to your death. That's what yes. I look for in this series, and that's what I demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing less than perfection, which is accidentally dying. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> Le- of course. <laughs> Lexi Featherston, RIP. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Featherstone. Um, so for those of you who are brand new, just tuning in, welcome. A little a little history lesson. I have writers, comedians, actors, creatives on this pod. I give them carte blanche to come up with storylines for each of our girls. They can create a movie. They can create a series. They can create a show. I basically just give them the floor. I let them pitch me their log lines, and then we go back to the beginning and we build the Sex in the City 3 from there. So with that, I'm going to give you the floor and let you uh, tell your vision to the readers. Okay, so uh, we know that COVID is going to be a part of it. It's just, it's non-negotiable at this point. So mm-hmm. I think we can all agree, Carrie gets it. And she gets it bad. 
like it I like not like <laughs> okay all right <laughs> the face you just made I'm okay shocked. not like not like bedridden this- not bedridden bad but like taste and smell gone forever okay. and wow. also like and she has a horrible cough but she's like it's because I smoke and she just like completely ignores the fact that any other symptoms are happening to her she's very anti-mask doesn't wear it because it's not fashion. She's running around New York, spreading it to everyone. She actually was the reason we became the epicenter in the very beginning. She's a super spreader. Yeah, she's a super spreader. She's having huge parties all the time. She's like, she she's having fundraisers for Trump. Wow. Okay, so Carrie's taken like a very conservative turn. Does this have to do with her marriage to Big? Like he kind of ra- yeah. like do you imagine he radicalized he was her, the 100%. okay he radicalized her. He was mm-hmm. always extremely conservative. Yeah. We just kind of never saw that side of him, but as their marriage has grown, his ties to the Republican Party and namely his ties to Donald Trump have made Carrie into like a a Bible beating conservative. Okay, yeah, so, I get it. I mean, she was racked with debt when they got together and he's like I'll lift you up, but under certain conditions mm-hmm. so that and then the condition was that she support him in all his political endeavors because I don't know he's trying to become governor or something okay maybe big yeah he has political aspirations of his own and in 2016 like things started to get a little intense for everyone but that's when big's uh Trump supporting proclivities really came to light and he said Carrie get on board or we're fucking getting divorced and good luck paying for your life okay and you know what I don't think he supported him the whole time and neither is Carrie I think they started supporting him at the very end like when nobody when nobody (laughs) was supporting him everyone was jumping ship they're like uh forget everything we did the past four years Big's like no I'm doubling down He's Maybe like Big always has staff. <laughs> yeah, Baby Big always has supported him, but Carrie was like, no. And then he really gave her like the ultimatum of you need to like, yeah, we're doing this. And then she became radicalized. Yeah, she's worse than Mnuchin's wife. Like she's wearing coats to say, I really don't care. Really is underlined. Like she's mm-hmm. a bitch. Okay. Which is why we're going to be glad when she gets COVID. Okay, moving on to Charlotte. A little less fleshed out, but I think Charlotte's entire family dies under mysterious circumstances. Wow. Okay. And I think this is after she started, like, all of her friends were like, yeah, Charlotte's, like, binging snapped now. Like, she's getting really into these stories of women just killing their family. It's kind of all she talks about. Whoa, so maybe Charlotte has pulled like a she's snapped herself is what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. Okay. She's, she mm-hmm. like relates. Uh, Miranda is a pandemic profiteer. Uh, she got <laughs> she like saw that everybody was getting sick and she's like, I'm investing in plexiglass. I'm investing in uh, wood to board up store windows during these protests. And she like rationalizes it with herself by being like, I stock community fridges in Brooklyn. But like she stocks them with produce that is going off in her house. And she's just like, the poors will love it. Okay. So, wow. Everyone's really evil in your version <laughs> is what you're saying. Like this, yeah. is, uh, are there any, are there any good people? Are there any heroes in our story? 
Yeah, you know what? I think Stanford. I think Stanford's the hero. Okay, I love this. I love this twist. What about Samantha? Is Samantha a character? Oh, yeah. She's a huge okay. character in this. All right. Uh, one, dead. Like, 100% dead. We know, wow. okay. yeah. we know mm-hmm. Kim can't be in the series. So what we're going to do, I mean, she is in the series, but she's in the series like an It Follows monster. Like, okay, I love this. I love a supernatural element. A horror element, if you will. Okay, I'm getting it. This is a horror movie. Okay, I see. I see where you're going with this. All right. And like she's following her friends. Carrie probably going to be the last one she comes after. Uh, who knows? Maybe she doesn't get any of them. But the way we get around it is like there's just some horrible like prosthetics. And like you really can't tell if it's Kim Cattrall or not. Okay, but she is the It Follows like yes. ghost. Okay, yes. great. Great. I I see this movie opening up on our beautiful city, New York city, the city that never sleeps. And it's a sweeping shot of a, of the beautiful NYC skyline. And as we descend on New York, we realize many people are lining up outside of a very well-known cathedral and they are mourning the loss of the one, the only Samantha Jones. There are huge bouquets, like, but, but intermingled within like the baby's breath and the catter lilies are just like huge dildos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a dildos. It's a, it's a very fun, irreverent funeral, the mm-hmm. kind of funeral Samantha would have wanted. And I think Carrie. Carrie brings us in with like the typical Carrie Bradshaw voiceover where she's like, New York, the city that never sleeps, friends for days, love and light. But honestly, but we were mourning, we were in mourning today and we had all lost someone very special to us. And, I, and we and, see, oh, go ahead, like, go ahead. And I couldn't help but wonder, even though it's the city that never sleeps, my friend is now sleeping forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see that Samantha, I think we gather from the conversation of the funeral attendees that Samantha's cancer came back mm-hmm. and this time she fought hard, but she couldn't beat it and she succumbed to breast cancer yeah. and all the girls are there. It's very sad, but we also get to see like all the guys that Samantha has fucked along the way. And it's a great opportunity for cameos from like the funky spunk guy and the yoga guy that maybe she wanted to fuck, but she never did. The, uh, the line is just out the door of the cathedral, goes all the way up Fifth is. Avenue. <laughs> the longest yeah, line you've fuck. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Friar fuck is there. It's the Studio 54 <laughs> of funerals. And there's tons of celebrity cameos as well. And it is a, it is a beautiful send off for a beloved character mm-hmm. and a beloved friend. 100%. And... I think Carrie, maybe even her voiceover is coincides with her actual eulogy for Samantha. Sure. So we see her at the podium giving the eulogy and everyone's weeping and there are flowers and dildos and Anthony and Stanford are there making quippy gay statements. <laughs> of course. And like after the funeral we see like all the women and their respective partners milling about 
and there's obviously like an after party held at I think whatever the hottest restaurant is like bag at the time or whatever <laughs> bag <of town. laughs> yeah it's like a daytime clubby kind of like Samantha would have wanted like an upbeat yeah kind yeah. of day clubbing like Ramona Singer's so that- there as a cameo she's like oh, I love Absolutely. bag of all the housewives are there and the music is pounding champagne is popping and it's a wild scene there are go-go dancers and everyone's really partying i think um this is where you also see i think all the girls take molly yeah (laughs) yeah because samantha like samantha would have wanted it and like in her will i think she said like take molly at my funeral so she actually gave out gift bags to everyone who was leaving the funeral that were only filled with like sex toys and hard drugs yes and so carrie's opening like the funeral gift bag and they're all sitting like carrie big charlotte harry and miranda and steve are all sitting in like a roped off vip section Mm -hmm. of bagatelle and they're opening the gift bag and they're like let's see like what what did she what could she possibly have gotten us and charlotte pulls out like a vibrator and she's like oh my god and like miranda pulls out like nipple pasties like sequin nipple pasties and she's like wow i actually these are actually kind of cute (laughs) yeah and then carrie pulls out a little tiny baggie and it has like a pressed pill. Yeah, there's of a little, there's a little note it. with it, and it's just like celebrate my life by getting yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the pressed pill of ecstasy is actually like a little miniature Samantha face. Oh, cute! cute. So she, yeah, she really thought ahead. Self absorbed even in death. Yes. So Carrie's like, well, should we take this? She's like, we we're fit. She's like. Limelight was ages ago. Like, we're 50. Like, can we party like this? And they're like, so it's like, well, it is like, we should be honoring like her wishes, her memory. Yeah. And so, yeah. And Miranda's like, well, I already took mine. And so <laughs> Carrie goes, her eyes up. just huge. <laughs> yeah. They look over at Miranda actually, and she doesn't say anything. She's just kind of rocking back and forth, like sweating. <laughs> like just no iris at all. Just all sclera, like huge people. Yeah. They go, Miranda, what possessed. do you think? And they they look over at her and she's just making out with Steve. Full and they're both kind of sweaty. And she turns and she goes, what? And her eyes are just pupils. And they're like, oh, okay. So, so, so Carrie's like, bottoms up. And they take their Molly. And then it cuts to like three hours later. And everyone's like on a dance floor. Like there's an amazing DJ. And it's turned into just a day rave yeah. of like everybody is like sweating and dancing out their demons and it really actually i think is like could be a big set piece for in the movie like it's it's the equivalent of anthony and stanford's wedding okay swans like production wise mm-hmm. yeah but instead of swans you have like really ripped go-go dancers mm-hmm. la- like cr- a crazy laser show like we just take five minutes for like an insane laser show <laughs> yes and is <laughs> is smith there smith is absolutely yeah. there well, like how, he's how do we think he's handling it i think he's triggered okay. his sobriety but he stays maybe 
Well, maybe he doesn't stay true to his sobriety. I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. I think that Smith breaks his sobriety in this moment. And and she pushed him to it. She like he she got did. a he got a goodie bag and it was just like Babe, I know you're sober, but this isn't what I want. This is not what I want in death, and you will do this for me. She's, like, very dom in her letter to him. Mm -hmm. And I think we even cut to Smith, and he's, like, taking in the contents of the gift bag, and then he has his own kind of journey where he goes to the restroom, like, tries to gather his thoughts, like, Uh what is he going to do? Like, he's very triggered, and then just decides, like, fuck it I'm I'm just here I go and he takes the pill grabs a glass of champagne like off of a nearby table and just chugs it and then when we see everyone on the dance floor I think what happens is each of the girls either fucks or makes out with one of the guys that Samantha fucked or made out with during her tenure on this world and that's how they get haunted by the ghost of samantha jones and and i think i think that she she like set up the open bar like this was all in her will and she has a very shady law it's michael cohen michael cohen's her lawyer (laughs) and and what people don't know is that she spiced uh spiked all of the drinks with Rehypnol because she doesn't want people to remember what happens. She just wants it to be like a memory that they have to figure out by piecing together all, all the little pieces. Just when I think you've taken it to a pretty dark place, <laughs> you drop one level deeper and take it even darker. And I have nothing but respect for that, to be quite <laughs> Thank honest. You so much. So Samantha not only has asked everyone to take ecstasy at her funeral after party, she's also roofied everyone. She doesn't want them to know what the hell happened. Is now feeling very like Gaspar Noé um, climax. This is taking now... This has taken a climax turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's this movie that was, like, uh, all these dancers, like, gather to, like, practice for, a, I guess they're going to be in, like, a music video. But some, and, like, after they get done filming, someone spikes the punch with LSD and then they all okay. accidentally get so dosed. just and like then, it. <laughs> yeah. You've literally channeled climax, a movie you've never seen nor know oh of, God. but you've you've channeled it and that's the important thing so everyone's deeply fucked up at this day rave it's gorgeous it's dark it's twisted and i think no one i think it just fades out and every you see just kind of bodies riding and sweat flinging and like mm-hmm. a montage and people are making someone's out. wearing a teddy bear mask like it's very yeah. eyes wide shut <laughs> Yeah, people are, like, fucking in corners. Like, it gets really, like, dicey. It's, like, a dark-sided... You see a single flash image of Nicole Kidman's character from The Undoing in that huge green... <laughs> no explanation. Yeah, she's inexplicably like, in attendance in, like, one of her witch coats. Um, and then the next day, I think, like... Carrie wakes up in her apartment and she's fully clothed, just like face down <laughs> on the bed. Yeah. Uh, next with like one arm flung over Big, who's also like 
maybe covered in lipstick, has some glitter on him, and <laughs> is also he's fully asleep clothed. in his own vomit. <laughs> Just like... yeah, he's there's like a trail of vomit out of his mouth over the side of the bed. Like things got fucking out of control at this day rave after party for Samantha's funeral, and she's like, "What happened last night? What on earth?" And he's like, "I don't know, kid, but I haven't felt." this shitty since like 1989 and i think they have to get dressed quickly because there's an event there's an event there's uh what are they they're on there they have to attend some you know, sort you of you know what i think they're attending i think they're attending a fundraiser for the mounted police of central park <laughs> Because as okay. as we cannot forget, they are very pro NYPD because they have been yes, following they're this very administration. <laughs> highly conservative yeah. now. And he's and I think Big is like freaking out because he's like, if anyone knows that we were like at this rave, like doing mm-hmm. God knows what, like it's gonna ruin my chances. Like he's now like retired and is really focused on like maybe like a twenty twenty four. Book or like deal, a, maybe a 20 like, yeah like he's trying to like make a case to be like the next president of the united mm, states of course so they get dressed like quickly and somehow carrie manages to pull her shit together and looks flawless yeah, and stunning the one time she looks great <laughs> is when she's just yeah. molly hungover <laughs> and they arrive at the police benefit and just in the nick of time for big to take the stage and like make his dedication or whatever the fuck you do at those types of things meanwhile okay so i think this is maybe where we get our first glimpse of samantha it follows i think yeah the doors open to the benefit and big's making his speech and just like in the distance you just see it's like very out of focus you're like what is that because it's very center shot like there's something mm-hmm. there and the audience is meant to see and it's just and then just like maybe an extreme close-up of just like this melted face just like super dark and it just keeps getting closer and closer as big gives his speech yeah, it's just like kind of this naked woman who's mm-hmm. walking very slowly, but Carrie, she like sees this person and is a little bit shaken. Yeah. And then I think we cut to Charlotte. Yes. And Charlotte wakes up in her apartment, her beautiful Upper East Side, classic six. And there is blood, a bloodbath. <laughs> blood it's truly everywhere. blood everywhere. Like, it is even literally in places like the that elevators. you didn't think it could get. You're like, what? How's dripping it on the from ce- the ceiling? Yeah, yeah on it's the like back, that. on the back side of a ceiling fan. Like, how did it get? Mm-hmm. How did it get behind there? Yeah, she's like, it's so hot, and then turns on a fan, <laughs> and it's just like, like, at just splattering, splattering the walls, the and room. Charlotte realizes that her entire family is dead and they're piled up in the corner too so it's like what <laughs> like they're not even, they're not even in separate bedrooms like this could have been a weird home invasion it was like it was premeditated yeah so she her apartment is um, a huge murder scene uh-huh. a, a vile disgusting crime 
took place in Charlotte's apartment and it seemingly was committed by Charlotte herself. Mm -hmm. And then I think we just, as soon as she's realizing what's what, we cut to Miranda. Yeah. yeah and there's, there's no explanation. It lasts like all of 10 seconds. She's like, oh, ah, and then it just cuts to Miranda. Yeah. Is Miranda just up having coffee, like no big deal, going about her day and like checking her E-Trade account yeah. or like on the phone with her financial advisor? I think yeah, that's exactly right. She She's on the phone with her financial advisor. She's like, oh my God, I'm how rich? And she's just like having the time of her life. Like she doesn't even look like the Molly. You know what? The Molly didn't really affect her because she's reached that level of wealth where like you just do drugs just to feel something. And she's just like very used to it. So it has absolutely no effect on her whatsoever anymore. Okay, so Miranda... Yeah, she's seasoned and it's like Miranda's on the phone with her financial advisor. He's telling her that like he's giving her like insider trading info Mm -hmm. and like saying like I think I hear rumors of some sort of virus that's originated in China, but my sources tell me it's going to spread worldwide. Here are the things that I would personally dump. He's like, you didn't hear it from me, but if you did, this is what I would dump and this is what I would buy. And so she makes like, they make moves and make trades and then she gets off the phone with him and just as she's getting off the phone with him, Steve comes home um, with the dog and I guess he and Brady took a dog on a walk. Okay. And I don't think Miranda is being followed by no, a ghost because I think she yet. just fucked Steve. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, hey, Miranda, how we looking? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I dumped 100 shares of blah, blah, blah and picked up 500 shares of blah. She's like, so, black like, water. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in really like, dark. great shape. Yeah. And then we cut back to Carrie. Yes. And this naked ghost apparition is inching ever closer and ever closer to the point where she and Carrie's like looking around, like trying <laughs> she to feels see if something. anyone else like sees this person. Yeah, her aura and no is one tweaking. does. Yeah, but Carrie knows that she has to get the fuck out of there, uh-huh. so she just gets up in the middle of big speech and like runs away. Yeah, he's like, huh? Yeah, and so I think that he meets her back at the apartment, and he's like, "Kid, what the hell?" Like. How, why did you, ru- like, why did you run off that from was my so, speech? You had to be there. That was so important to my candidacy. Like, not only did you, like, you're making me look bad. You're like, we get strung out last night, but then now you're running away from speeches of mine. She's like, you don't understand. There was like, a th- there was some thing walking towards me. And he's like, you need to take a, take a nap. And like, it's like, babe, this is New York. Bath. There's always something walking towards you. Yeah, and so... He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it at all. So Carrie decides that she's just gonna sleep it off, and she chalks it up to, like, a Mm post-Molly, like... She thinks it was just, like, an after effect, yeah. Yeah, and then I think the next day, they meet for brunch. Sure. And, yeah, and they are having brunch at their classic spot. They're at Balthasar. Yeah. And, you know, Charlotte 
uh, I guess has murdered her entire family, but is appearing. It's just appearing like nothing is wrong and everything. She's normal. in a fugue. She like doesn't know. You think she's in a fugue? Yeah. I feel like she's okay. All right. She's think, just kind of staring off into the distance. Or maybe it's more like shock. Like she doesn't know how to handle it. So it's not quite like she doesn't know what's going on. She's just like, I'll deal with this later. Yeah, I imagine her just being business as usual mm-hmm. and like, and just lo- being like, oh yeah, like Lily, she's working on a school project. The gallery's like, going great. Yeah, everything's like going great. But meanwhile, her family is just like, I guess all dead. They're still they're still in that pile. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Carrie's like, the weirdest thing happened to me yesterday. And Charlotte's like, what? What What could be weird? Like, what happened? Carrie tells them that, like, a like a ghost woman was walking towards her at Big's big speech. Yeah, and I don't think and I don't think she has any idea that there could be any correlation to Samantha yet. No, she has no idea and she's like, did you got did anything like did you guys see anything odd happen to you guys? Yeah. And Charlotte's like, nope, nothing to, nothing to think about. No, nothing really. Everything's normal and Miranda's like, apartment no, looks I mean, great. Yeah, like everything's pretty normal with me too. Like, are you sure you didn't just like party too hard? And Carrie's like, I don't know. I mean, I I can't really remember anything. Like, can you guys? And they're like, I mean, no, but (laughs) I just, that's how it goes sometimes. (laughs) Carrie's like, well, just keep me posted, I guess. Like, if you, if anything, maybe it is just nothing and like maybe I am just being crazy. Yeah, she feels like she's being Maybe we are just too old. Like, maybe I couldn't help but wonder, maybe we were just too old to be partying Mm -hmm. like that. And I couldn't help but wonder, did one of those lasers from the show hit my cornea and affect my perception of reality? (laughs) Yeah. So then I think she maybe meets up with like Stanford for like some post brunch shopping. Sure. And they. And I think that's the next time Carrie sees this like apparition. And you know what? I think I also think that like Stanford like one of the producers of this is also one of the producers of the prom and they're like really like coming off a high of having James Corden uh play the most offensive gay man in history and they're like you know what i want to do it again i'm doubling down stanford's in like a huge he looks like elton john just like walking down <laughs> fifth avenue like being like oh honey like just the worst <laughs> yeah and um he and Carrie are like, you know, they're making the rounds at like Saks Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. and like all the shops and 
Carrie's like trying on shoes. She sees, and just as she's like trying on a new pair of Manolo's, she looks off across the shoe department and sees this decrepit woman walking towards her again. Uh And she grabs Stanford and she's like, Stanny, honey, we have to go. We have to go. And hustles them both out. And she explains to him, like, I really think like something, like something's, following me like i keep seeing this woman something's wrong and he's like honey there's just gross people everywhere it is just (laughs) it is what it is and um he's like it's the upper east side people have crazy plastic surgery up here like no wonder you're freaked out Yeah, and carrie's just like you know what you're right ever since giuliani left this city's been a mess and you're just like (laughs) yeah any chance to call out giuliani (laughs) she loves she'll take it um, so then do we go back to Charlotte? Yeah, I think we go back to Charlotte and she's just trying to like clean. She clean. She's, yeah, she's, she's like she's really on a cleaning everything. She and like not just normal cleaning like sponge and mop like she has got a power washer that she has filled with bleach and she's just like like spraying down her entire apartment like no one's ever gonna know anything happened here she's like starting to she's starting to write the story of like what she's gonna tell people when they're like where did your entire family go Mm -hmm. yeah she's like journaling and trying to be like i guess being like we sent lily to camp and like Mm -hmm. harry's gone on a boys trip to like the dominican republic somewhere that it wouldn't be weird if he disappeared there yeah and like rose is off at boarding school like just trying to like cover Mm -hmm. her tracks totally and i think as she's cleaning she turns on a podcast or just turns on the tv for background noise and it happens to be on the oxygen network and Uh snapped is on yeah 100 percent. it's snapped and she just sits down on her couch and starts watching like with her bloody like Mm -hmm. kitchen gloves still on maybe maybe even she's in that valentino dress that uh lily put her hands on because she's like well there's already Mm -hmm. paint on this i might as well use it to clean it up yeah her skirt that that white Mm -hmm. skirt so that's right she sits down she's like riveted by the show and then we Cut back to Carrie, I guess. Yeah. I think we need to, like, we need to forward the it follows of it all a little bit. You know, you know what? I think we cut to big. And, Mm -hmm. like, you just hear a on the door. And you're like, oh, he's like, okay. And you open it just, like, right there, like, screaming face, this, like, molted monster. And he's like, ah! And it gets him. Okay, yeah. And so... Carrie gets back home mm-hmm. with Stanford and she's like, come up and like have a drink or whatever. We're like, we need to decompress or like figure this out. And they arrive to the scene of big, just like having been brutally murdered. Yeah. And Carrie screams and they call the police, obviously who like investigate the who scene. Love, love her. Love big. Yeah. Who love her. Love big. And they're like, do you, like, does he have any enemies? Like, And she's like, enemies? Like, the whole, yeah, like, all of New York, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking hates him. Everybody like, loathes my husband. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, the whole world could be our enemy. Like, we're aligned with Donald Trump. And they're like, true, true. And I guess Stanford's like, you can come, like, 
why don't you just come stay at my place? Like, since your place is a crown, or no, they go to her old apartment because that she's been holding on to. (laughs) Yeah, all these years. So they're back in Carrie's old apartment and they're trying to like piece together what the fuck is going on. And she calls Miranda and Charlotte and she says, like, come over immediately. Like something horrible has happened. Like meet me at my old place. Mm -hmm. So they're all together plus Stanford and they're trying to piece together like just what the fuck could have happened. And I think that's when they maybe like they get a notification when they're sitting together that the photos from Samantha's after party have been posted online (laughs) and they can go to the link and see like the pics from the photo booth and just like the event pics. So they like, while they're, while they're really sad that big is dead, they're like, Oh, actually press. I just got the link. We should look at them. And so they start like, maybe we'll finally know what happened that night. Yeah. And as they go through the pics, they see like a photo of Carrie, like, sucking face with like the funky spunk guy yeah or either that or like smith jared yeah you know what i think i think there's like i think she's i think she's blowing smith but like you barely you can barely see it it's just like there's a sliver of the crack in the door and like it was a picture of something else but in the corner you can just like see carrie going at it yeah like i i think they're realizing they're like every a lot of bad things happened like right after Samantha's party, like right. And Charlotte's like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. My life is great. Lily's Lily's off at camp and Rose is back at boarding school and Harry's on a boys trip. It's all good. She just says that over and over. Yeah. Like anytime you ask Charlotte, like, how's it going? They're like, okay. And so Carrie's like looking through photos and everything. It just does look like a fun day rave. Yeah, but then they start to see in the background, they're like, they see like Carrie's like wild curly hair, like at <laughs> crotch level with Smith. Yeah. And they're like, is that you? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then they see like, they're clicking through and they see like Charlotte, like with, and it looks like her hand is like down the pants of like funky spunk guy. Yeah. Wow. He's getting a lot and, of like, action this party. I'm proud of him. Yeah. And I think like, we start to see, we start to realize that like, oh, we all like, I can't believe we like made out with these people. Like, and Carrie's like, I can't believe I blew Smith. Yeah. And like, and so they start to. They like put up the pictures on the wall and they're like using red mm -hmm. string to kind of like piece together the evening. Yeah, and they're like, maybe we need to find, they're like, we need to find, like, we need to find Smith and, like, maybe he'll know more info. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, and so they start, they start to, like, track him down. Or maybe, and they also see Big, and Big is, Big also had sex with someone at the party. Yeah, yeah, because that's what, that's what Oh my God, you know who Big (laughs) You know who Big had sex with at the party? He had sex with Maria, the lesbian (gasps) painter that Samantha. Yeah, they see like they see in the background like a long ponytail. And they see like Big going down on Maria. Yeah. So they're like, wait. This this party. This was had a lot of (laughs) negative ramifications. (laughs) 
So they're like, oh my God, like big, like had he hooked up with Maria and then they turn and then maybe like Anthony text Stanford to like turn on the news now and they turn on the news and it's like Smith Jared has been found dead in like his blah 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 loft yes and like and they are like oh my god Smith is dead and so they start to put together that everyone that hooked up with mm-hmm. one of Samantha's lovers at Samantha's post funeral after party is now being like murdered. Yeah, and she's like, I couldn't help but wonder, was Samantha's box coming from the box we put her into? <laughs> Love. <laughs> so Charlotte is still like in a state of denial. She's like, mm-hmm. I think you guys are crazy. Like, this is not going on. Like, Nothing bad is happening. Lily is at camp. Rose is at a boarding <laughs> school. And Harry's on a boys trip. Yeah. And like, and then she's like, and I have to go because this is just toxic at this point. And I don't know if we should really be friends anymore. And I think this is all a sign that maybe our friendship has gone too far. And I've actually just got to go. And Full so spiral. she like runs off and they're like, okay, like clearly something's up with her. And they decide to like. How are they going to fix this scenario? You know what? I think Miranda uses her just like insane 1% wealth now. She's like, you know what? I'm worried about Charlotte. I'm going to hire someone to follow her. Make sure okay. she's okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, COVID is percolating. Oh, my God. It's, it's just touched. The first couple cases are starting to show up in New York. They're like, Rochester, yeah. New Rochelle. And I think that that is overshadowing these gruesome deaths Mm -hmm. because like it's everyone is really like pandemic crazed and scared. So they decide like so the deaths are kind of going by the wayside and it's hard to investigate these murders when a pandemic uh-huh. is taking hold and and carrie ever the trumper is just like this is a hoax like there's no need to investigate this stuff like i don't believe any of it she's really really doubling down like even though big's gone she's just been in this mindset of supporting him for so long that she just can't get past it then this i guess we have this private investigator tailing charlotte sure and He's, like, taking photos of her day-to-day. Like, she seems to be business as usual, like, running errands and groceries. But he just notices that her family are, like, nowhere in sight. She she carries out, like, huge trash bags. Huge mm-hmm. trash bags. And uh, he gives the photos to Miranda. And Miranda starts going through them. And she texts Carrie, like, I think something's really off with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like, take a look at these. And so I think they decide that the only way to get to the bottom of it is to go confront Charlotte and sure. like, and see what's wrong. So they go to Charlotte's classic six, but when they get there, it is like spick and span. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sparkling. It's never been cleaner. Yeah. And I think that they sit her down and really start to lay into her like Charlotte something's wrong here like and at this point i think carrie's just being followed everywhere she goes yeah like definitely there's always just a samantha like trailing her. and i think and i think she's starting to get sick i think she's like she's in the apartment with the girl she's like (coughs) 
And they're like, shouldn't you be wearing like a mask? And she's like, it didn't go with my outfit. How could I smoke with a mask on? Yeah. And so they press Charlotte and press Charlotte. And they and finally, I think Charlotte admits like. Fine, like my whole like guess I guess Lily isn't at camp. Rose is not at boarding school. Harry's not in the Dominican Republic. They're dead. Okay. They're dead. They're dead. I killed them. And they're now they're dead. And so, and all the girls are just like shocked. Mm-hmm. But I think they also believe that like Charlotte didn't do this. Yeah. I, I think they're definitely skeptical. They're like, okay, she's neurotic, but like, this is kind of a step too far. Yeah. And Charlotte's like, I did it. Like, I'm a killer. Like, I'm a snapped. I snapped. And that's me. (laughs) And I'm just like crazy snapped mom now. And that's what it is. And I did take them out in trash bags. But like, that's because I snapped. Like, it's just all my fault. And Miranda's like, has like a real talk moment with her where she's like, Charlotte, like kind of in the second movie where she's like, Charlotte, take a drink of this. And she pours her like a Cosmo. And she's like, it's hard to be a mom. (laughs) it's hard to have it all together but I don't think you snapped yeah and then they realize like these ghosts like these ghosts are coming after us Samantha is now haunting us and we have to like fight back yeah I think this was a whole like confession moment like Mm -hmm. uh, like Charlotte admits she killed her family Carrie admits that she's seeing this ghost following her and Miranda's just like I'm responsible for the crash of the stock market, but I made out yeah. big. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what are we going to do to like end this haunting? I think somebody else needs to die. Okay. I think who needs to die. I, I, I mean, this ghost needs to kill somebody else. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Brady. <laughs> wow okay yeah because because if we weren't dark before i think we need a child's death on our hands wow okay a child death so um did he sneak into the day rave yeah i think he was there and like nobody can remember and because what how old's brady at this point like he's probably a teenager Yeah, yeah yeah for sure so he's like this is my opportunity to get drunk Brady is a young gay mm-hmm. and he snuck in and hooked up with, I guess, the gay couple that tried to get Samantha to be their third. Yes. Like, but then they just ended up like hooking up with each other and she was like not plus. Mm-hmm. That's who Brady hooked up with. You know what? And so while the girls are plotting. I think, I think. Maybe everyone from this party. I, I mean, with the exception of the girls right now, I think there was like a huge orgy at this party that no one can remember. And it was just like an absolute feeding frenzy for this ghost. And like every every wow. couple of days, there's a new piece because they were all high society elites. And I think every couple of days, there's a new press piece in like the post. It's like, like, did, were they killed by a ghost? Like, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, it's either COVID, and it, since it's happening in conjunction with COVID, no one yeah, really knows if it was COVID it. or if it was this ghost, mm-hmm. but literally almost everyone that was at Samantha's funeral is dying. Dead. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. The, the bodies are piling up. The girls are terrified. 
Brady has now been taken. Uh-huh. I think like his his untimely demise comes while they're trying to like figure out what to do. Yeah. And then I think we just have a mont a death montage. Yeah. And then <laughs> the girls are finally trying to like figure out a plan for how to fight this demon ghost. <laughs> yeah. And do they just decide that like does Carrie just decide like we have to like fuck everyone every man in new york to like you know what i got it i think they have to work their way through all of the men that samantha fucked when she was alive to like close like the gordian knot or like the snake eating its own tail it's the only way they can survive by closing okay, the yeah loop. so so they they're like if we fuck every single person that Samantha's ever fucked in New York and in her life, then the, the loop will close and it will just like disappear. It's a big undertaking. Cause like she, Huge. she was all over the world. She was a jet setter. Yeah. So this is where like an international travel moment can come in. Yes. And we see them like they compile like a master list and like they each have like, they each have to like knock like 50 people off yeah. the list. And like this list is weird. Like, th- like Azerbaijan is on there. Like the Yemen, like just places that you would never fuck someone like Antarctica. There's like one guy in Antarctica. They're like, who the fuck was this? Yeah. So after the death montage, we also get like a huge travel montage <laughs> yes. of the girls just like each going to like fuck these like random guys a lot of emirates flying like like people mm-hmm. like like cheersing First champagne mm-hmm. luxury yeah. and as like as they're going and like fucking all these guys like it's it's also coinc- since it's coinciding with covid, COVID. it becomes harder and harder to like f- travel yeah. because of all the travel bans and i think as they are fucking all these guys more and more people are dying Mm -hmm. and i think actually what ends up happening is like half uh if not more of the world's population ends up dead because instead of closing the loop they realize that they've now like caused like an endless chain because everyone that those people fucks are gonna die and samantha fucked so many people over the course of her life that it has just like exponential repercussions and it's actually worse than COVID. Like, yes. It really does claim like 50% of the world's population. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely what happened. And instead of a pan, like the pandemic gets absolutely like conflated with the it follows mm-hmm. deaths mm-hmm. to be like a global slaughter of, and like it's like almost, it's like worse than even like leftovers. Like people, yeah, like definitely. literally. <laughs> Four billion, three to four billion people die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. I love, and you know, and I mean, all of the world is on board with the It Follows narrative now because, like, some huge media personality it happened to, and like, they mm-hmm. told their story before uh, they, like, their, their demise, and people were like, oh my God, it must be real. And then everybody, it's yeah. like six degrees of separation. Everybody has a story about it. Oh, so then I think maybe in conjunction with COVID, like, 
Fauci also says mm. like there is another pandemic and that is the Samdemic. Yeah. And he's like, please like do not be sexually active during this time. Like yeah. you are at risk for getting brutally killed. We don't know the mechanics, but we know that in addition to COVID-19, there's also rumors of like a Samdemic and we're on national lockdown. And so the government's trying doing their best, but really failing to like fight the, the other pandemic. Yeah, and totally. I don't, I do. I don't think that this ends. I mean, I don't, I feel like this is just the new reality that we're living in. I, I think, I think so. I mean, I don't know how, like, I mean, if anyone could find out how the pandemic started, it'd be Fauci. But like, I don't think, I think he's kind of like tired. Like he's older. He's like, you know what? I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I'm going to leave it up to you. And I think it just keeps happening. So as like the population of the world dwindles and dwindles (laughs) and sex is no longer on the table. And honestly, neither are cities. Yeah. I think where do we go like where do we go from here is this just the end of the world as we know it i i that could that could be a pretty beautiful ending and just like that we were dead (laughs) yeah i mean i just uh, you've really created like a situation from which there seems to be no escape and truly it is the perfect ending because like i mean then there will be there will be no loose ends it's like okay well i guess I guess the world just finished. And like and honestly, yeah, like this is it. Isn't and isn't that the most poetic way for the series to end? It's like there's nowhere for these girls to go because there's literally nowhere for them to go. Yeah, I think we just start to see the breakdown of society as we know it and like the end of sex and love and plur and with Samantha's death, it really was like the end of an era and the end mm-hmm. of a, the world. And it, it reminds, I think, of the viewers and the fans and, you know, anyone that ever fucked with Sex in the City, how important the character of Samantha Jones really was. Yeah, yeah. And how necessary she truly was to the world at large. Yeah, yeah. Because with her death, sex dies. Mm-hmm. And life as we know it comes to an end so (laughs) yeah i think that it kind of gets to be like this global like world war z type of film yeah but the ultimate realization is like this is just this is just it i think that's it wow (laughs) i mean i feel bleak i feel i I I didn't see it ending like this (laughs) Me neither, but it, it tracks. <laughs> it does track. You can't and kill it's like, Samantha. And, no, and like Charlotte gets away with it because people are like, there are there are bigger things. There are bigger our plate. fish to fry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have COVID. We have we have a we have a lot more things. Like no one ever questions Charlotte, and like truly, just society goes to hell. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Wow. I think also this movie has to be called Sex in the City 3, The Samdemic. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep, it does. Because, yeah, wow. I feel hopeless. I'm kind of at a loss for words. 
Me too. I'm I I can't say I loved creating this because I feel like it leaves everyone in like a very dark, dark place. place. But I've been in my room what? for a very long time. I really haven't had anyone take it this dark. So I, I do think you get the prize unique. for going the darkest of any that anyone's ever gone. But also on like this podcast. This this is this is the like Oh, I don't know what time this will come out, but this, to my knowledge, is one of the first recordings back from us experiencing the pandemic. So if anything, like, this just truly gives us all that, like, we've all had moments like this. And I think the entertainment industry cannot avoid that. Yeah. The harsh truths. <laughs> so I guess that You kill off Samantha, this is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I think there was maybe a change.org position, uh, petition that like people were like, you need to end this series because you can't have it without Samantha. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone after this movie comes out, like, I think everyone turns on Sex in the City because they're like, wow, you gave us so much joy and then literally took all that joy away from us and made us want to kill ourselves. We also completely forgot about Stanford. <laughs> but you know what? I think I think it doesn't really matter because honestly, while he could have been a hero at heart, there's nothing he could have done to stop this. No, there are no heroes in this story no. as badly as I wanted there to be. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think that everyone cancels Sex in the City after mm -hmm. this movie comes out. And people are so angry. And it becomes, Sex in the City actually becomes, like, banned. Like, it, it, it has such a negative effect on, totally. the, on viewers' mental health, having to go through this process. That like they're like no more sex in the city at all. And <laughs> yeah. We need to just wipe the slate blacklisted and culturally uh, pretend that this never happened. I mean, I think it's for the best. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not only not only did we lay Samantha to rest, but we're laying the entire franchise to rest. Wow. All right. Espiritu Sancti. <laughs> Damn, Andy. Wow, you really you really did a number. You know, this is I'm I'm normally a very light and bright person, but I don't know. I feel like it may have been Christopher Plummer's death today, but like I am not yeah, this I am brought not, something out in you. I am not, not hearing well. the sound of music. <laughs> yeah, you're you're uh, you're officially I'm keeping my eye on you. Yeah, I'm going to do, do some better help. I'm going to do some better um thank you so much for coming oh, on this thank podcast you for having but me. also fuck you and um <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you <laughs> uh, you can find me at king of my country on all platforms and like i mean once pandemic is over out and about in new york city <laughs> love that um well be sure to send Andy lots of hate mail for this <laughs> horrific environment that he created. I live for Blood drama. DM. <laughs> and, um, you know, stay tuned. And until next time, bye. Bye. Friend of the Pod Productions. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.